Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And whether you've tuned in to elevate your mindset, your game, or just your day, you are in the right place. My guest this episode's mission is to positively impact the world through love, effort, attitude, and discipline. He holds a doctorate in sports and performance psychology and has earned two master's degree in sports science. He's extremely passionate about the field of coaching education, so much that he wrote a book on the subject. It is linked up here. He was also asked to present at the Green Bay Packers Coaches School last year in 2023. He serves as a fellow Positive Coaching Alliance trainer with me, as well as a coach developer for USA Hockey, a public school teacher, college professor, as well as he has served as a football coach for the past 15 years. His professional experience includes time spent with the Cleveland Cavaliers, Cleveland Indians, University of Akron Athletic Department, and the Walt Disney Company. Welcome to the Elevate Podcast, my friend, Levi Nelson. Levi, how you doing today? As a wise man once said, better than I deserve, Tyler. Um, I, I'm doing good. Any anytime I get to to talk to folks like you, I, th this is awesome. So, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, excited to have you on. We were just talking about our other uh, connections through some positive coaching alliance work, uh, but wanted to yeah get you on here to talk about uh, your other work, lead. Uh, two of the things in there, two of my core values. So first, uh, before we do get Which into one? that, Which um, one you asking? love and discipline. Okay. So, so the, on the end pieces, right? The book ends love and discipline. Why, why, why would you say those two words? Um, those are just, I think, you know, the two of the four that I've kind of come to my core, core values too. So when, yeah, when sure. I came across them in your thing, so obviously they jump out cause they're, they're things that I try to to focus on um, and, and put forth as, you know, a way to lead, I guess. Um, <laughs> and so um, before we get more into to that, uh, give our listeners a little bit of background on yourself and, and how you got into the work uh, that you do do and tell them uh, what you do and sure. what led to the book. Yeah. So I, the, I guess the quick elevator speech is, is I've been pretty much in, in high school uh, coaching uh, for the for the last 15 years or so, started out in Ohio and uh, became a head coach there at a couple different schools. Moved here to Wisconsin 2020. Uh, so high school teacher, uh, coach, but I'm also one of those people that uh, I like to have a lot of pots on the burner, so to speak. So, um, and, and I I looking back, I, I think I probably got this uh, from my mom. She always had several kind of part-time jobs at the same time. I, I don't ever really remember her resting at home. It was kind of always on the go. And and I think some of that rubbed off on me. So um, throughout the years, uh, I've had a lot of different cool opportunities. Right now, uh, like we talked about uh, before we started recording, uh, my work with the Positive Coaching Alliance as a certified trainer is is my favorite thing that I get to do. Uh, I still can't believe they pay me to do that. It's, it's just... Um, it's it's something that I really enjoy doing. Uh, I feel like I'm making a difference when I do it. And so love my work with PCA and then start with USA Hockey 
uh, college professor. Um, and so right. the list goes on and on, but, uh, yeah. So high school coaching and teaching for the last 15 years. Yeah. I know you mentioned the, the middle school age group, which my mom spent some time at, which I always find. God bless her. Uh, yeah. Uh, and yourself, I think, yeah. Age group that, uh, takes, takes a unique skill set, especially when you're trying to develop other skills and teamwork and those kind of things for sure. It's amazing. Right now, uh, I'm teaching middle school. So first time in, in uh, since uh, in a long time uh, that I went from high school to middle school. And uh, my day, like I'll have eighth graders and then I go right into like kindergarten and then like fifth mm. grade. And just it it's amazing to just see the whole, um, I guess, uh, the you know, how kids develop in their age group, just in a span of snap your fingers. And um, so, yeah, it, it's been an interesting year and a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. We'll uh, talk a little bit about uh, the book lead and lead us into that. And uh, what made you want to share that message? So, and this this is a really cool opportunity for me, Tower, to be on this podcast. Um, I, I remember, and, and I I don't know if this speaks to my age or whatnot, but I remember someone sitting me down, uh, I, I think pre-pandemic, but kind of showing me this platform of podcasting and what it was and how you could get all these voices in your head, at, at, you know, just coming coming to your phone. And I thought this was amazing. And kind of very quickly jumped down the rabbit hole uh, of all of these amazing podcasts out there. And uh, I know one that I jumped into or searched for right away was, was John Gordon and, mm. and what he was doing with the Positive yeah. University. And on that podcast, I, I believe uh, he talked about his uh, Power of Positive Summit, right? And he had all these amazing people uh, coming to you virtually and you could hear from all these people. Uh, yeah. And I remember, I think that first day, I don't know if they were on the first call or what, but two of the people that I was like, I want to be that guy when I grow up, there were two guys. One was Yogi Roth and one was Justin Sua. And mm. uh, just because I'm a persistent guy, <laughs> I don't know what others would say about me, but I've, I've had the opportunity to, to speak uh, to both of those individuals. Yeah. And I remember uh, kind of talking with, with Justin Sewell. And for, for those of you who don't know, Justin, he has a daily podcast called increase your impact. I play it for my health classes every day. Uh, so Justin, you are impacting so many people. You are, you already know that, but just to, to hammer it home again, but uh I remember talking with Justin one day and sharing with him this idea that I wanted to write a book. And it was mm. kind of, you know, I think a lot of people might say that, like, I, I want to write a book someday. And he said, all right, Levi, he said, here's what you got to do. He said, you've got to start a blog, he said, and, and write something every day, publish it out to the interwebs, right? And <laughs> put it out there. He said, that's how I started. And to be honest, and this is Justin speaking, but he said, I think maybe four people read my blog for the first six months and they were my mom and my grandma and yeah, my yeah. aunt. He said, but the important thing is that you are producing content, right? And you feel uh, with anything, uh, you know, practice, 
you know, you, you feel more comfortable. And, yeah. um, so that's what I tried to do for, for a long time was to produce content through a blog, put it out there. Justin also encouraged me to pursue my doctorate in sport and performance psychology. Uh, so with that, as anyone who has uh, earned a doctorate, there is a lot of writing involved, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So um, I, I began really writing about my past. At that time, I believe it was about 10 years of head coaching experience. Writing about these things, and it all comes back. The reason I mentioned Yogi's name is Yogi wrote a book with Pete Carroll. Yeah. The book is called Win Forever, and it's a book that really changed my life. Uh, and, and the reason it was so important to me is I remember being in grad school. I got a master's in coaching. And um, to me, this was the most exciting education ever. I'm studying all these expert leaders, right, and and talking about sport and, and how to get the best out of people, how to make an impact. And uh, the final project was to come up with your own coaching philosophy. Right. And I, you know, was so excited, locked myself in the library and I'm going through all my books and come out with this big uh, presentation. <laughs> and I'm citing, you know, Tony Dungy and John Wooden and Joe Ehrman and Lou Holtz, Vince Lombardi, Jim Trestle, all of my influences. And I remember a professor of mine who I uh, admire just kind of polite going to read this or remember it. <laughs> he said, when you are coaching with a parent, and he said, ah, actually, let me give you this book. And, and he gave me the win forever book by mm -hmm. Yogi Roth and Pete Carroll. And, and they put in that book, you've got to have a coaching philosophy of 25 words or less. Mm -hmm. So you've got that elevator speech. And the first time I tried it, I could not uh, really believe how, how many, or, or how few 25 words actually is, right? You start <laughs> writing down your beliefs. You're like, Oh my gosh, I got to cut so much down and really be precise with that. And I kind of got stuck with you to be, to be honest, uh, Tyler, I, I said, yeah. wow, this, this is pretty tough and I'm going to put a pin in it and I'm going to continue coaching and one day, and I describe this as as the light bulb moment where it all kind of came together. Uh, uh, a girl I was dating at the time, her brother played high school football and they had a first year head coach. And he goes to that first meeting with the head coach. And, and for any coach on here, you know what that team meeting's like, right? <laughs> when when you're in front of your, your team yeah. for the first time and, and you're sharing these things. And this coach gave every athlete a piece of paper and on the paper had the word pain. P-A-I-N. And underneath the, the, the letters, it's it said purpose, accountability, integrity, and never quit. And to me, I said, that's it. That is how you can condense uh, your coaching philosophy into, <laughs> into just a few things. And I, I went through and, and started doing an exercise for myself. Um, at the time, I had uh, been a college professor at the University of Akron, uh, teaching some classes called Intro to Coaching, Coaching Football. And in these classes, uh, we talked about, hey, who's the best coach you've ever had, hmm. right? Who's the best boss you've ever had? And let's talk about that. Let's talk about who your biggest uh, influences have been in your personal life. Let's talk about who your favorite coaches are, right? And, and what they yeah. stand for. So 
I started kind of going through the same exercises that I gave as a professor. And I came up with all of these characteristics that were really important to me. And, and Tyler, you nailed it at the top of the podcast. <laughs> you said love was one of your core values. And, and I said, hey, it kind of bookends uh, the acronym of LEAD. For me, it was so important that love came first in this acronym I was going to create. Because I believe that love is the greatest motivator uh, out there. I just think about the people in my life who who would lay on the railroad tracks for me, right? And I think about the people that I would lay on the railroad tracks for. And those are all relationships uh, founded in love. And I think about the greatest leaders of all time. And if you look at them, I think the majority of those people led with love. Uh, if you look throughout history. To me, that that acronym PAIN, it, it was just a little negative for my liking. I, I, I didn't really want to present that to, to youth athletes or to parents. I said, but to me, as I started going through what's important to me, I, I, I had love. And then I love how you also would point to discipline because to me, no matter what your philosophy is as, is as a coach, you really need to be consistent about who you are day in and day out, right? And that's discipline. Yeah. Discipline's yeah. a great thing. It, it, it gets a bad rap, especially around school. <laughs> you know, how do you discipline your kids, that kind right. of thing. But discipline is how you get things done, right? So for me, it's like, I need love at the beginning. I need I need that, that letter D for discipline at the end. And one of the greatest coaches of all time, John Wooden, he was really the first coach I ever read about. And, and so many coaches have said this since, but he said, you've got to control the controllables, right? What do you control? And, and he came and said effort and attitude. And there are so many coaches and books that explain that, you know, we don't control our circumstances, what happens to us in life. As hard as it is, we do control our attitude. We do control our effort. And I'm not saying that's easy because it's not. There are people out here um, that have real problems and to, to get out of bed every morning is a struggle. But if you read some books, uh, one of my favorites I point to is, is Viktor Frankl, The Search for Meaning, just about yeah, yeah, choosing yeah. a positive attitude. And I'm like, well, if, if he can do it, yeah. I can do it, right? So to me, as I, I look at that acronym, it just kind of popped off the page, LEAD, L-E-A-D. And I said, that's what we're trying to do as a coach, right? We're trying to create leaders. Yeah, we're we're trying to win the game, right? That That's the goal of every coach. We want to win. It's not fun to lose. However, uh, I think if there are a lot of coaches listening to this call at the middle school, high school, college level, not all of your athletes go pro, For right? Sure. They don't go professional in the sport that you coach, but they're all going to be moms and dads. They're going to be husbands and wives. They're going to be uh, workers in our society. They're going to be, you know, members of our society. And, and can we take those traits? Can we teach them about those things and, and have them translate to the classroom, to their home life? That's what we're trying to do. So, man, that was a long winded answer. You uh -huh. got me excited yeah. tower, but, but that's the book, right? So, so I, I, I try to get the reader 
to come up with their own coaching philosophy because Tyler is excited as I get about lead L E A D. I understand not everyone would necessarily maybe agree with that. I'd love to have that conversation if you don't, but um, I I want something that the coaches are as excited about as I am. Right. So, so I kind of guide coaches through the process I came up with to develop lead and then I think I think this is a pretty cool part of the book as well. I say, hey, because it's my book and I wrote it, um, I'm going to tell you about my coaching philosophy. Sure. Uh, and I'm going to show you how these principles are founded and rooted in sports psychology. And and maybe, I don't know, I think maybe one of uh, the coolest part of the book is I try to give coaches a playbook on how to implement these principles in their coaching practice, right? Because- yeah. Lead looks good on a, you know, pressed on a t-shirt or yeah. on your stationery that you give to parents, right? Oh, that's right. a great coach. Look at what he's doing. But, but what does it look like when you come to practice, right? Like, how are you going to instill these qualities in your athletes through the game of football or through soccer or hockey or whatever it is you're playing, right? So, yeah. so that's the book is just, here's how to come up with your own. Here's mine. And here's why I believe in it. And, and let me show you how I did it. Yeah. Or how we did it. I I shouldn't have said I. It it, it was it wasn't me, right? Yeah. It, it was a group of us. But uh, sure. let, let's talk about how we did it. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. One part I wanted to dive into was the middle, because I think when I spend time running coaches and kids, yeah, the cliche is, uh, you know, they've all heard a coach say, "You control your effort and your attitude." Um, but then getting a young and even some college student athletes to understand what, what does that look like? Right. What, what does my energy and my attitude look like in the environments that I'm, I'm in, um, in, in your philosophy and, and you break that down. How, how does it, uh, come to life? How, how does that get brought to life, um, or illuminated through those words? Sure. I, I think uh, one one of the biggest things I would say to any coach, and there was a video from Steve Kerr. It went viral. Um, you know, it's currently 2024, a couple months ago, uh, end of 2023. But he just talked about his uh, core philosophy, the principles that he believes in the most. And by the way, he also got this idea from Pete Carroll. So <laughs> good job, Yogi Roth and Pete Carroll. But um he talked about that every practice has to um, showcase what you believe in or it has to reflect mm. on what you believe in. So for Steve Kerr, he talked about how joy uh, was a was a really big principle for him. And as he develops his practice plan every day, he thinks about, OK, how can I put joy into this practice? And that's one thing I would say uh, for the lead philosophy is we were very strategic on how we structured practice to reflect our principles. Uh, You know, coaches have a playbook for offense. They have one for defense. If you're in football, you have one for special teams. But not every coach has a playbook on how they're going to develop character, right? So if you believe, yeah, our our athletes should be positive or or work hard, how are you going to do that? And and I think a lot of coaches make the mistake of all, they will learn those traits just by being on the team, right? Because during the year, there'll be a time when we're down and we come back and win. And that's how you learn adversity. Well, 
not every athlete on your team has the same experience in sport, right? Some played in the game, some played well, some, some didn't play at all. Some didn't play well, right? Some made a, a costly mistake. Um, and I could go on and on. Right. But, uh, so, so one thing I would say tower is be very consistent on the message. And, uh, for us at the beginning of our coaches, uh, on our practice plan at the very top, we had a theme of the day and every Monday I made that theme love. Mm. And there was a space below it that said, how are you going to show players that you love them today during practice? Right. And coaches would have to before practice actually write that in. And Tuesday was effort. Wednesday was attitude. Thursday was discipline. And then it worked out well for a high school football coach because we played on Friday. Now you bring them all together yeah. and let's go out and lead. Right. That kind of thing. Um, but so I think every coach on my staff would have a different answer on this is how. I try to instill a little effort in practice today, right? If, yeah. if you got young coaches, they're racing kids from drill to drill, or uh, even, you know, even with, with the love thing, it, it's spending that extra time, right? How do you spell love? T-I-M-E. So <laughs> after practice, it's working with them a little bit one-on-one -on -one or, or, or sending a, a text later that day of, hey, Tyler, I know, I know today wasn't your best day. All right, but keep working at it, man. Because one of these days you're going to be, the, you're going to be a starting player on this team. Okay. And we're going to need you, but I'll say this as, as the head coach, um, I was, I was pretty specific on, on certain things that I would do in our program as a whole, right. To, yeah. to kind of develop these things. So when we talk about effort, um, I would say, and, and PCA is, is great at about talking, talking about these two, they, PCA would say, you know, what kind of awards do you give in your program, right? A lot of schools will give the MVP at the end of the season, um, you know, or you give, um, as a football coach, a lot of teams, Tyler, will give the helmet stickers for making yeah, yeah. a good play, right? High school yep. kids, even college kids love that. Uh, yep. You know, I want a sticker. I'll do anything for a free t-shirt or a, a sticker on my helmet, right? <laughs> Uh, so, sure. so one thing we did that I thought was pretty neat about with, with lead is we had a dry erase board in our locker room and it had our core principles L E A D there. And anytime I saw a player or heard of a player, it was reported to me that they demonstrated one of our core qualities at home, in the classroom, on the practice field, I would write their number on the dry erase board for the whole team to see. So Tyler, imagine coming into practice and you see 86, just 86 on, on the dry erase board and above it, you know, it says love, effort, attitude, discipline. Right before practice, I would say, hey, everybody, I want to recognize Tyler today. I got an email from Tyler's math teacher that said he retook that test, took his grade, you know, all the way up to a B minus. Hey, everybody give it up for Tyler, right? And that's what I would give give helmet stickers for, right? It wasn't about scoring touchdowns or uh, how many tackles you made in interception, but it was about those principles. And and it was pretty neat. One one day I was looking around the practice field and I saw a player on our team. He, he was easily the last guy in the game. Um, just not a football player, but he wanted to be on the team, had a great attitude, worked hard in school. Uh, all of those. And I think he had as many helmet stickers as the guys who went out and played on Friday night. 
That's awesome. But what was neat, and, and, and coaches who do this will, will see that, you know, when you award those things and players know that you appreciate them and reward them for it, they're going to keep doing that, right? Yeah. So, so at times we would have a locker room full of players sweeping the locker room after the game, right? They want to make it easier on the custodians when they come in or, you know, because they want a, a helmet sticker at first. Um, we, we had a middle school player this year. I, I couldn't believe it. During a football game, I make it a point after the game for, for our players to go up and thank the officials, yeah. right? You always good game, good game, good game, good game. And then the officials run to their car and we, we would always yeah. kind of run in front and say, Hey, thank you for officiating the game. Uh, but one one game, I had a kid look up at, at the woman holding the first down marker. And he said, hey, I just want to thank you for, for holding the sticks today. Appreciate it. We couldn't play if you didn't do this. It's from, from yeah. you know, a 12-year-old <laughs> kid. And yeah. I'm I'm saying that that's what it's about. So so when you're constant with the message, um, you know, PCA also has, you know, um, talks about different sorts of awards. Tyler, I uh, I went to a high school basketball camp when I was in middle school. And the only reason right. I went is our next door neighbor was the head basketball coach. Okay. Small town USA, right? 5,000 people. Um, his ne uh, or my next door neighbor uh, was also my best friend. I, so he had a son my age too. But I went to basketball camp and I was the worst player there. The worst player. I ask anyone in attendance, <laughs> I was the worst kid at basketball camp and they gave awards for uh free throw competition uh i think it was a, a three on three tournament but a lot of skills and drills i had no chance at any of them and yeah. i didn't really care i didn't really try by the way that's a little bit of sports psychology and, and self-determination theory and all those things but there was one award that i'm not even joking i i would um I think I would lay in bed at my night for, for weeks and dream about winning the Mr. Hustle award. They gave this one award at camp every year yeah. to the camper who, who gave the most, or, you know, demonstrated the most hustle. And I said, that could be me. I, I, I might not be able to dribble behind my back or do some of the things other guys can do, but I can outwork you, right? I yeah. can dive for loose balls and, and do all those things. And I worked my butt off at that camp because they had one award that that emphasized something I believed I was good at, right? And I think that's what we need to do as coaches is if we want to talk about how we desire effort from our players, then we had better find ways to show players Right, that that we appreciate effort and we're going to reward it, whether it's yeah. a a Mister Hustle award or, sure. or, or whatnot. And truth be told, Tyler, I did not win the Mister Hustle, mm -hmm. so I want to go on record and say yeah. I, I was not the winner. But what's kind of neat is the guy who did win. I remember his name. It, it, his name was Adam Miser, and this was when we were in like fifth grade or whatnot. Fast forward to our senior years. And the captains of the football team were Adam Miser and Levi Nelson, right? There like you we go. were. So, so it turns out like the coaches said, "Yeah, that kid's given effort." And then for me, I said, "I'm going to do everything Adam does because 
he's showing coaches. So, so it's one of those things that um, even if you don't win the Mr. Hustle award, you say, well, I want to be like Tyler, right? I want to do what he's doing because that's, <laughs> that, I want to win that award next time. Right. Um, and then pretty soon you've got this environment where, where effort is the cool thing to do. Right. So sure. uh, in the book, you know, we go through different ways, uh, different, you know, sh- strategies, uh, for effort and and how to be positive um, and all those things. So take a look at the book and, and hopefully that, that would help some coaches. Love it. We'll have it linked up here and um, we'll go back to uh, the guys you mentioned earlier. Uh, Yogi, <laughs> I think he was like definitely an early podcast guest we had. Um, fantastic human being. I wish he'd actually get into more working with athletes he gets into so much broadcasting and his own art and documentary journey stuff but uh um he's a wonderful storyteller uh and does a phenomenal job uh i don't know what the pack i guess what he's going to do without the pack 12 now um but he yogi will find something amazing but then justin sua dude definitely check out the increase your impact podcast that levi mentioned um had justin on the on here as well um are there other people that uh, kind of surface that have been kind of good influences on, on your coaching or, or also kind of, I know you've mentioned a lot of great coaches earlier um, in kind of shaping philosophy and examples, but any other uh, kind of minds? Uh, yeah. That, that... So, so in the book too, I, um, I wanted to do this and, and this is an ever growing list, right? But, but I did put, here and I limited to only 25, but I said, Here are, I think are 25 books that influenced this lead philosophy. Um, so so I go through and um just just so many, right? So so sure. many different and, and then I also put podcasts in there. Uh these are some of the main podcasts that um have, have influenced my philosophy, but um maybe and I'm just thinking out loud here as I go through, because uh, again, so many amazing uh, coaches uh, that you read about or listen to, but I think it really kind of stems back to maybe those people were the voices in my ears now that I'm a little bit older who have just kind of, you know, revisited those influences I had growing up. Mm. Right. Um, And some of the best bosses that I had, you know, as I entered the workforce um, so, so really, yeah, I could point to, you know, the famous podcasts and, and the big books out there, but you know, it, it all stems back to the best coach I ever had. And, and I write about my mom in the book, um, nice. and just how she never, uh, Tower, I never remember her sitting me down and saying, okay, this is what's important in our family. You need to love and give effort and be positive and be disciplined. Right. I just, I had a front row seat and watched mm. her live it for you know my entire life. And she still does now. Uh, so, so I think sometimes uh, as you get older and you mature and you hear some of these other people preaching the same messages that, that your mom did or that your pastor, <laughs> you know, Dale yeah. Saylor did, or that this professor Mike Duve that I talked about, or, uh, a boss that I had named Chad Garrity uh, when I was at Akron. You know, you just think about these amazing people that have been in your life that um, it's almost like that, you know, the movie, Mr. Holland's Opus, you know, not everyone gets a, a huge, uh, 
you know, ceremony at the end of it. Some people, you know, just, just do these amazing things for people and they live their day there. There's a PCA uh, guy in a USA hockey guy right now, Andy Shriver, who just, these people just continue to invest in me. Right. And it's like, uh, you know, you, you, you're gracious and you're thankful. Uh, Pam Harris, another PCA trainer, but just so many people that, that don't have a podcast. Right. And mm -hmm. uh, they're just amazing human beings. So um, I guess if, if people are listening to this call, know that you can be that for someone else. Right?